Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week, in preparation for Sabbath, May 7th, we look at Lesson 6, The Roots of Abraham. Together, let's explore the humble beginnings of Abraham and how it pertains to our lives today. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deep deeper into this study. All right, here we are. Exciting. Um, this is lesson six, the roots of Abraham. And as I'm looking at this, Michael, it says uh, for Sabbath, May 7th, our memory text, Hebrews 11, verse eight, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. Mm-hmm. And he went out not knowing where he was going. <laughs> that had to have been quite a challenge. Uh, I get in trouble with that when I do grocery shopping. Do you? <laughs> yes. Uh, going uh, without knowing where I'm going. <laughs> going down the aisles, right? But here, we exactly. know that Abraham went going, not knowing where he's going, mm-hmm. because he was trusting in the Lord. Yeah. Which is the place where you actually want to be. Absolutely. Well, you know, that was just reminding me of, of college days and when I was a summer intern with some friends and just wanting to go somewhere for the weekend to get away. And right. we didn't know where we we're going to go. Where, where do you want to go? <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Where do you want to go? Let's just start getting on the highway and start driving north <laughs> or south. And uh, we did something crazy. We ended up going south. We were in D.C., ended up on the beach in North Carolina eventually. <laughs> you never know. Uh, and uh, But this is a different kind of, this is not just aimless, but this is a uh, complete dependence on God that God will lead them to where they're going. That kind of leads us, I guess, right to Sunday's lesson yeah. with uh, his departure. Abraham's departure. Mm-hmm. Genesis chapter 12, verses one through nine. I'm not gonna really, uh, I'm not gonna read all of this. I encourage our listeners to just uh, read this on your own. Uh, but there is this reiteration of the promise uh, by the Lord to Abram uh, to go. Well, first there's a directive, go from your country, your people, your father's household to the land I will show you. So there's a, a place, a purpose. Uh, in philosophy, we call this teleology. There's an ultimate goal in sight. And then there's the reiteration of the promise of the, the Messiah. Um, and I'll make a great nation, will bless you, your name great, all of those things. And so Abram uh, does go and does note that he's 75. So he's getting up there in years. Of course, uh, Back then in biblical times, people were living quite a bit longer, but can you imagine just not knowing and being uprooted (laughs) and starting over? That's what happens here. And he's willing to place his complete confidence and trust in God. And uh, here the the lesson highlights here the phrase uh, uh, which means to go or go yourself. Um, And here is exactly what he does. He goes... um, and one has to also remember in the Middle Eastern mindset that the place where one lives, the land, um, the identity or identifying with the land is really, really important. Right. It's part of your heritage um, and all the rest of that. And so that kind of that claim your inheritance. Uh, and so when you leave that behind, you're giving up everything. 
But at the same time, he's giving up everything because he's also going to receive a special blessing that is also his new everything. There we go. And yeah. uh, so that's just, that. it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. He goes out and that's the beginning of this uh, story here for the lesson this week and in complete dependence of God. And he leaves. And by the way, at the end of the passage, it talks about the Negev, which yes. in Hebrew is the barren place. <laughs> <laughs> the Negev is negative. <laughs> it's negative. It, 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 you know, it, and you look through the Middle East and uh, the places that are described as the Negev are those barren, dry deserts. It's already, you know, the Palestine is a pretty dry place already. Right. Uh, but but that's that's just the, the barrenness. And so he leaves and goes out from the land into the barren Negev, uh, into uh, following, trusting God. So along the way, there's some temptations. Uh, so Buster, walk us through that. Yeah, so this is Genesis 12, 10 through 20, and mm-hmm. I'll familiarize you with the story rather than just reading it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is... Uh, Abram, uh, he's going to Egypt because there's a famine in the land. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very interesting. Uh, Dr. Dukan mentions here, uh, Egypt thus becomes a symbol of humans trusting in humans mm-hmm. rather than God, right? So mm-hmm. we see this time and time again. There's a famine mm-hmm. land. Let's go to the pl- place where yeah. we can get more. Yeah. Uh, but here, uh, mm-hmm. Pharaoh sees Abram's wife, apparently Sarai, was mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, who is Have this? Have mercy. He's like, well, <laughs> she's my sister, which is kind of this half. It's kind of really weird. That's my hot sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole nother story, That's right? That's weird. <laughs> and uh, as a result, uh, Pharaoh's place is plagued. And he comes to him. He says, uh, verse 18, and Pharaoh called Abram and said, what is this you have done to me? Mm. Why didn't you tell me? That she was your wife, right? Wow, yes. And so we see here this temptation, and and Sister White actually is uh, quoted here as well with the patriarchs and prophets, mm-hmm. saying that it's clear here that Abram's character wasn't completely flawless, right? Mm-hmm. So this yeah. is a uh, chink in the armor. Yeah. But nonetheless, he was still a great man of God, which is why he's mentioned in Hebrews 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we see his t- temptation here says, how did Pharaoh uh, behave in the compar- uh, in comparison to Abram? Well, we see here that, of course, Abram uh, came out in the end trusting God because mm-hmm. we see what happened and Pharaoh ended up trusting himself. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, verse tw- uh, 12, verse 20, and Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him mm-hmm. and they sent him away and his wife and all that he had, right? Oof. So he said, take her away because uh, he knew this man was protected by God. Get out of here. Exactly. <laughs> Go your way and take away these curses. So tell Have us a mercy. Bit, tell us a little bit, uh, Michael, about Abraham, Abram and Lot. Well, the lesson kind of continues with the next part of the story, which is now they're back in Palestine and the promised land, right? And right. so uh, and so they first stop in Bethel, which will become very important in the biblical narrative uh, throughout the rest of the Old Testament. And so there they are. And it talks about his abundance. He you know, God has blessed him, not just protected him from those, but but also his flocks and herds, which was how people measured their wealth. You know, they didn't necessarily Correct. have um, banks that they would, you know, a- accumulate massive amounts of money. They, they would measure their wealth uh, through those kinds of things. And uh, those herds had multiplied. God had blessed uh, to the point where the land could not sustain uh, both Abram and a lot. And so Abram being, uh, and I just think this is a classic example of when I think of a Christian gentleman, right? Right. Um, of putting the, the 
someone else's interests before your own. And in verse eight of chapter 13, it, uh, Abram says to Lot, let there be no strife between you and me, between your herdsmen and my herdsmen, for we are kinsmen. Isn't the whole land before you? Separate yourself from me. And if you take the left, I'll go right. And if you take the right hand, I'll go left. And so here's this story where mm-hmm. they just, they part ways. Hey, you choose. Right. You know, it's kind of like at the kitchen table <clears throat> with the piece of cake, you know? Um, and I, you know, you have one piece that's a little bit larger <laughs> and I see both my kids, you know, which one's going to take the bigger piece? No, no, you, no, no, really I, you know, <laughs> this sort of thing. Right. And right. this is not a game that Abram's trying to play. He's uh, from everything that appears that he's being very authentic and genuine. Like no, he, he just, really is. just choose. Yeah. Choose. And I'll go the other way. And I'll go the other way because God is with me. Yeah. And I believe God will be with you as well. Exactly. Right? Sort of, you know, trusting that, yeah. that this, that God will work everything out uh, uh-huh. through that. And so, of course, uh, Lot does uh, look and he <laughs> looks right and left <laughs> and he sees the Jordan Valley. He sees the side that is plentiful. Yeah. The, the more the abundant. and lush side, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, he, in verse 11, it says he chose for himself all the Jordan Valley and therefore Lot journeyed east. And yeah, so, so, so in other words, I'll choose Florida. You take Arizona. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to say that, but <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> or Texas. You take the negative. You take the. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll take Texas in the in the bear time. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, having just been up to Amarillo, shout out to our friends up there the weekend before last. It's it's a long ways. David was telling me we're in the car in this long drive, Dad. How many states are we going through? <laughs> it's, a, it's about right. It's driving through the Nega. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and it's pretty barren. Some places yes, in Texas no, can get really so. dry, really dry. So. Well, yeah. So Lot took Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and so Abram stuck with the uh, Negev, uh, wherever you want to put that buster. <laughs> and uh, and sure enough, um, and, and there's a reiteration of the promise here that God will mm. bless them. And he does. Yes, he does. He does. That's the beautiful thing with God. God will, if you're where God wants you to be and you're just faithful and following his will and however he may be leading in your life and as unpromising as it may look like, the negative, okay? That, it, But if you're where God wants you to, to, to be, he will prosper you. Yeah. Claim his promises. Claim right? his this promises. Is, keep hold on to those. Remember what he said. You, just hear, you don't have the wagon in God's face. You just have to walk in it. Yeah, yeah these are things that you've promised. Yeah, right? I mean, we're we're going through that as a family right now. We're taking a step out in faith. We're going yes. to starting a new chapter in our lives. Some that may not have heard uh, that we're going to be transitioning um, up to Maryland, uh, and we've got to find a place to live. All these kinds of questions, right? And we're just having to trust God right now. This Amen. is very real for us uh, on a very personal level. But I believe, and I don't. <laughs> I don't see the end of the story yet, but uh, but I believe God somehow will lead through um, all of that. Well, uh, en- enough of me. Let's get back to this text, Genesis 14 and the the Babel, uh, the Babel <laughs> coalition. <laughs> Help us out, Buster. You know, I, I was rem- reminded by that. I had the, a conversation about this with my yeah. son not too long ago, and this mm. is, uh, I guess, a c- consortium of uh-huh. kings coming together. Wow! And they decide to to attack uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, yeah. but in there they take the goods of Sodom, mm. uh, the goods, and not only mm-hmm. that, <laughs> they came against them and they 
eventually they end up, it says, verse 14, 11. Mm-hmm. And they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their provisions and went their way. They also took Lot, mm-hmm. Abram's brother, yeah. who dwelt in Sodom and his goods and departed, right? Yeah. And so Abram heard about it. Mm-hmm. And it says here that in verse 14 that he took 318 uh, trained servants who were born in his house. And I love this part. Mm. L- listen to this, Michael. Verse four- 15. He divided his forces against them by night, and he and his servants attacked them and pursued them as far back as Hobah, which is north of Damascus. So, Well, this sounds like an action movie. Yes. But, you know, like, what I love about this is yeah. he didn't just send his servants to say, go get my, my, my servant back or my brother back. Yeah. He says, I'm going to go with you i'm going to fight alongside wow. of you yeah. we see the type of leader that he was right yeah. Yeah. so it's not just do as i say but do as i do we're going to fight together we're going to do this together yeah. i'm going to ask you to risk your life because i'm going to risk mine alongside of you mm-hmm. uh and they recovered a uh, lot and they brought him back and uh it says that all his goods as well and the women and the people so you, you see this thing of mm-hmm. of abram fighting for what's right wow. but it says what is significant about this war taking place Mm -hmm. just after the gifts of the promised land and what does the story teach us about abram yeah which is once again he's walking fully Mm. in faith knowing Mm -hmm. that god's going to be with him yeah knowing like he could say well i have to protect myself because of the lineage Mm. it hasn't happened yet so therefore i can't go out to war yeah but he's saying no i'm going to trust god and i know Mm. this is right this is the right thing to do Mm -hmm. and i'm going to do it Mm -hmm. it kind of shows and reveals his character wow Uh, and so same thing for our audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's moments like this that we're able to, to show mm-hmm. that no matter what, we're going to trust God. Love it. Right. So tell us about the tithe of Melchizedek. Yeah. So like a lot of people are always wondering, Melchizedek, Melchizedek, who's this Melchizedek, right? <laughs> <laughs> and there's some actually some very... Um, peculiar speculations right i've heard those yeah and uh, the bottom line is is that we know what the scriptures say yes. he was a priest and uh ancient uh antiquity uh and apparently from the biblical record is a priest of the most high god right and so he's obviously a follower of the true god abram uh recognizes this uh this connection there's this uh this man who's of uh sacerdotal of priestly uh <laughs> nature of ministry and everything else just learn new or what uh, new word thank you michael all right <laughs> i had to throw that out there and then i had to quickly <laughs> add a second he word doesn't do it on purpose people i, I just, promise I, yeah sorry i just threw it just popped out and uh, melchizedek is is there and Abram has this tremendous victory he after is. this crazy, awesome battle strategy. Um, and, and once again, God blesses him. He right. has the victory, has all these spoils of war. Uh, and usually in the ancient world, you know, it's not unusual to take all those spoils and just keep it all to yourself. That's right. Like, listen here, I saved you. I have your stuff. Here, here, here it goes all back. I earned it. Go, go, yeah, it's mine. Right? Yeah. And out of this, he recognizes here's someone else of a priestly nature that he should give back uh, to God uh, through, and it talks about these uh, these ties, right? Uh, giving back, mm-hmm. uh, paying these ties. And, and I think this is really quite um, amazing here because it's out of the victory when he doesn't have to do it, no. but he chooses to be faithful to pay these ties. Right. And this is interesting to me because I've, I hear a lot of people that I think get this all backwards that, oh, if only I will pay my tithes, then I'll have the victory. 
in order if uh, I'll please God and therefore he'll be happy with me and then suddenly he will he will bless me. Oh, I, I have this job interview. I'll, I'll return my tithe this week so God will bless me, right? Yeah. This is the actual thing I went over with the student before. I'm like, that's not how it works. You can't, can a man, will a man, bri- uh, right? Yeah. Rob God, but will a man bribe God? Yeah. And, and, bribe God. and often I hear this text being used, you know, about yeah. justifying uh, a tithe. And I, I believe in, in very much that, that tithing is important, important biblical principle and spiritual discipline. But it's not so we get the favor of God. It's not yeah. so that we are blessed. It's only out of that blessing and abundance that then we return back to God, what is already his yeah. that he's blessed us with. And, um, and that's the great temptation because when things are going well, that's when the greatest temptation not to give the tithe, right? Uh, because you you feel like you've earned it and you've achieved it and there's not that sense of, um, and so, um, and that's the problem with the prosperity gospel. I hear a lot of people, yes. hey, give to me so that God will bless you. No, um, you choose, God wants us to be faithful no matter what. And especially in the moments of prosperity, we should remember uh, to return back because even that prosperity, that victory that Abram had was right. only a result of, of God's blessing and faithfulness in his life. And Abram recognized that. Yes, he did. He recognized it. So uh, I just encourage our listeners, don't get the, the and don't, get, don't hear me wrong. I'm not telling people not to tithe, you know, <laughs> but make sure you're doing it for the right reason. There you go. Do it Amen. for the right reason. Do it out of faithfulness because of the abundance of what God has done um, and just as a joyful response of, of faithfulness back to, to him. Amen. And uh, Melchizedek, he's a priest. I think we just leave it at that. That's what scripture says. There we go. There's a lot of speculation. I don't think it's actually very <laughs> constructive. I really don't. So, uh, yeah. What do you think, Buster? No, I, I think I think you're exactly right, Michael. And yeah. uh, the reasons why we give mm-hmm. are not to save ourselves or not yeah. to puff ourselves up, mm-hmm. not make ourselves look good. Yeah. We give because God... It's his. We're good. Yeah. We're stewards, right? Mm-hmm. It belongs to him. Yeah. The cattle on a thousand hills, and some someone uh, recently shared that. I was like, Yeah, yeah, but the cattle on a thousand hills, and yet he entrusts it with us Beautiful. to be good stewards of it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and and what is the book of Genesis without the story of Abram? Yes. <laughs> right. True. And so I'm glad that this is kind of a centerpiece of this quarter's lesson because there's just so much more that we could. I mean, how how can we just go over the life of Abram or Abraham in just a, a short time? like this, but yet uh, his life, and especially this early part of his life, is just so rich with so many uh, beautiful lessons for us today. Agreed. Agreed. Well, uh, I think that's about everything I can think of, Buster. Yeah, same, so, same here. Well, we'll just sign off. And uh, uh, listeners, you know, we're just uh, hinting that we will be uh, uh, transitioning uh, in the not-too-distant future for those that of you that were listening and caught on to that. Uh, but that doesn't mean our Sabbath School Rescue podcast is going to go away, Buster. No, we're, we're planning to continue it. Yeah, so we've got some support. Um, we're going to be making it an NAD podcast, so stay for more details. We'll be sharing with our listeners as we get a little bit closer. And uh, so we're planning to keep this podcast going. Going. Yes, and so uh, and we're even as uh, with the transition, uh, but we'll be sponsored. It'll become a, a NAD uh, podcast. So uh, we love Southwestern. I love Southwestern, yeah, but at the I, same I time, well. there's there's a, these moments of transition. This is going to be one of those as well. So yeah. stick with us. Uh, we'll be sending out more details uh, about that transition as we get closer. So with that, I think we put a wrap for another week. Uh, this is Sue and Swoops signing Sorry. out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. 
By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.